Okay, so the shir tonight is called Amalek's Disguise as Shinami. Okay? Okay. So the Torah, it's in um, Bamidbar, Chukas, that is. Chaf Aleph, Aleph. Okay? Okay. So it says like this. So the Kanani, king of Arad, Kanani, king of Arad, who lived in the south, heard, that the Jews who were coming had come by the way of the spies, and he fought against the Jews, and he captured a captive. So the Jews made an adder to Hashem saying, if you give this nation into my hands, I will segregate their, their cities. So Hashem listened, and they, sure enough, they segregated cities and all that. So, okay, so Rashi says like this, um, so they heard that the Jew, the Aaron died, and on the cover, which are protecting the Jews, would have been removed. Okay, so Amalek is always, we'll get to how you know Amalek in a second, but Amalek is always the like whipping um, strap for the Jews, always ready to punish us. To be the vehicle of our punishments. Okay. Yoshev HaNegev, they dwelled in the south. Zeh Amalek. Okay, that's Amalek. Shinema Amalek, Yoshev Eretz HaNegev. Okay, because that's what it says. Amalek Yoshev Eretz HaNegev. Okay, that's in Shalach. So it says, Yoshev HaNegev, who's Yoshev HaNegev? It's the Torah identifies Amalek as Yoshev HaNegev. Okay. So the problem is, is but then why is it Kanan? So it says, Vishina is Lashono, Ladaber, Velashon, Kanan. So the Amalek, Amalekim, changed their language to speak in the language of Canaan. They disguised themselves like the Canaanites through their language. So the Jews were daven to Hashem. Allah says Canaan and Biyadam. They're going to daven to Hashem to give the Canaanim over into their hands. They made a Canaanim. But in fact, they're not Canaanim. So therefore, the Tvila is not going to work. Right? Good plan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good plan. Sounds like it. The Jews saw them dressed like Amalekim, but their language was a Canaanite language. So they caught on. The Amalekim didn't change their clothing, they only changed their language. And the Jews are perceptive, not only about language, but also about the clothing. So when the Jews saw it, they said they know what to do. Right? Find mm-hmm. Amru, so the, I mean, there's different versions, but Amru, they said, Nispalo Stam. So you know what we're going to do? We don't know who this really is. So we'll just dive in and Stam without specifying a nation. Because which nation would we specify? So Shanamar, as it says, in Nasan Titanis Amazabiadi, when they daven in this very next passage, it says, if you give this nation into my hand, why doesn't it say if you give Amaleki, if you give Kanani? I said, oh, because they didn't know. So since they didn't know, they just left it vague. They just said it's Amazabiadi. 
Okay. Okay. Okay, so I can do it. Let's see if that's how you get a spot on the way. All right. So, um, so that's basically it. Yeah. Just for now. Okay, any questions? Yeah. Um, did Amalek believe in God? Like, they actually concerned that if you, you know, that properly, would that help us and then lose? Funny, right? It sounds like they're good question. Sounds like they're real Maminim and it goes Baracho and then thought of the three law, right? Yeah, good question. Good question. Okay. Any other questions? Yep. Yeah, I don't understand the point at all. I mean, you think A that they would they could done this I mean, how do you know how they're other than that? Mm-hmm. You have to say, you know, give the enemy Right. But right. also, I mean, if they did say it's not, God's still not answering. Right. The guy doesn't know better. He's not going to have a lot of Right. Like, he's like a genius on sort of Right. Like, what? Where are the Right. That's a good question. Um, right. Would that really work? If the Jews didn't bomb Islam? The Jews just said, uh, Kananim. That's it? And it wouldn't have worked? It would have got busted? Yeah. They were, uh, they were trying to disguise themselves as Kananim. Um, why go with the language and not the clothing? <laughs> also, like, how close you have to be to hear somebody talking, but like, right. you know, you can see, like, oh, the clothes. The clothes it's not clear different. what the talking is altogether. Maybe they yeah. sent emissaries or whatever to try to talk to them. Right. Right. I don't know how you're going to hear them exactly. It sounds like maybe they sent messengers to, you know, on their horses to like yeah. have a conversation. But yeah, what about it? Why wouldn't they just also change their clothing? Maybe they didn't have canonic clothing. Well, yeah, Could be they don't have canonic clothing, but you know there are people who know how to speak canonic language. But clothing they just didn't have available. And they saw the Jews coming, and they had to make a quick plan. And the, arguably they would have done the clothing if they had access to them. But the local thrift shop was closed. It was like the middle of the night. And, and whatever. It sounds that way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, it's hard yeah. to believe it's a big oversight yeah, yeah, on their yeah. part. Right? Like if they really wanted to trick them, like... Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. What was their motivation? Whatever their motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Question. Yeah. Is there any, uh, I mean, I know this isn't really on the, the Rocky per se, but this is kind of like this group of speaking. Is there any anything to like the Russian of Yakub here? Oh, like, like, uh, like, 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 Oh, I mean, it doesn't make out that way. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if some tefillah works, so why don't we just always do it some to basically hedge our bets? Why ever specify anything if there's a chance you're going to be wrong about it? Right. right. Why we say borei v'samim? What's that? Say borei v'samim. We don't say mine if it's atse. You, you have to dive in the most intelligent way possible. 
Right. Right. Okay. Right. So he's saying in this case, though, it seems like they did this case they had a choice because they weren't sure. So they had to do stuff. So that's right. a case of Mine. Right. Okay. All right, Peter. Yeah. Uh, wh- where is this uh, positive again? It's in um, 21. Um, one. Is a is it almost seems it almost seems in a sense that the first watch is kind of uh, justifying on the side of like a mullet in a sense that like they're uh it's almost like brandished by God in a sense to like uh to hit us when we're doing bad right it's almost like uh like they're playing their role like they're playing their yes. part in like a positive way like yeah. where, this is a this is a positive thing yeah all right. So yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Positive, not positive, but in like, uh, oh yeah, this is the, so this is the role of the tiger, and this is the role of the bird, and this is the role of the Right. They smack us for doing bad. Yeah. He's implying that they're worthy adversaries. Right. At least, just that there's some nation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go. What cave would they in? Uh, what? What case would they have I know, it's a good question. It yeah. says that yeah. they heard that Aaron died, right? And now that Aaron died, they did this whole thing, right? Okay, but Aaron died on any cover gone, but that, how does that be chet? Is there anything about a chet? It says Aaron died, right? Yeah, what's the guy from those two? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess, like, I don't know the question, but, um, is Amalek the only nation that dwells in the South? Like, why is it like Dafka has to be Amalek because it's in the South? I know. I, know. Okay, I, I think it's okay. other, other information went that way. It doesn't I mean that maybe it's the no, it's not, I don't remember. But okay, so they dwell in the South. But other people dwell in the South, it's a big direction. Yeah. You know? But, you know, I guess where she's going is Amalek Yoshev Eretz Anegev. Yoshev Anegev. So, Josh, I don't know if you have to learn that, but you know, it could be that he's combining that together with the fact that our own, the, the Amalek is the Mako who usually hits us, you know, so maybe that combined with the fact that, you know, two together. When the Pasuk says Amalek Yoshe Beretz Negev, the rest of the Pasuk also is informative. So, right. does anybody else lived in the South? Right, it's true. In the Kanani, like they were known for living in the South. Right, right. Such a stretch. Yeah, right. That's true. That's a good point. Good point. Okay, good. Okay, if you just came on, we're at 21-1. Rashi. Okay, any other questions? Possibly. Um... Yeah, uh, what does it mean that they're uh, the Ritsula? What does it mean that they're the Ritsula? That's, you know, always waiting for the And I know it's, it does happen a few times. It's not like every single no, time. It's only true. Right, I know. Mizuman Bechal Ace. It's true. Yeah, good question. And it's also the Brachos by uh, Yaakov and Esau. It's uh, that dome. Yeah. Is, um, yeah. Adam is the um, Kasher Tarot of Artula, and he's like ready to uh, Kasher Tarot right here. He's going to get ready to get him. Yeah.
Well, I mean, it, like, why else would they, why would somebody come out and attack them? Installation in the desert. Nobody else, you didn't see anybody else come out and attack the Jews the whole time except Amalek. Right. Hmm. Right. So what are they doing? They're just coming and taking a captive? Like, what is, what's wrong with them? It's a problem. This is the type of thing Amalek does. Right. It's true. Is it? Saying, is it is it a unprompted? Is it two ghosts or is it a positive? Unprompted ghosts are going to act. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess so. Exactly what the what Rashi doesn't comment on that. What's the deal with that? Where the spies? Maybe the way the spies came last time. Oh, Rashi, there's Rashi. It's really hard to hear you with those birds. Is it? Yeah. I'll tell you another question that bothers me, which is related to what you guys are saying. You guys hear me okay, right? Yeah. So... Related is that it's putting together two of the, two of the questions maybe that was asked, but it's like, what is Amalek thinking? Like that question, what are they thinking? Is that is this the way Tefillah works? And if you say the wrong thing, then bam, it's not going to work. God doesn't know, right? Fine. So you say, look, I don't know. They don't know what they're doing. But you say, look, it's just Amalek's theory. Doesn't mean it's true. It's just their theory. But then it's, it seems like Klaishel went along with it, right? So it's not shot that it does sounds like they are correct. Right. right? So is this a legitimate theory about Tfilah? Is it not a legitimate theory about Tfilah? Something, you know, like that's what's a little funny. So you walk away, like you read it, it sounds ridiculous. But then it sounds like the Jews were kind of in their world. Right? So maybe it isn't so ridiculous. Right? And the Jews outsmarted them. They worked, you know, uh huh. As opposed to saying that's dumb, we don't care about your ridiculous plan. It doesn't. That's not the way it works. And the end of it, that's the end of it, right? That's what's a little bit um, bothersome to me. Yeah. Okay. Why can't Why can't the fact that you're that you have to be misled or you have to feel properly play a role? Okay, so is that what the Malikim were doing? I mean, it seems that way. I mean, it also begs the question. The Amalek's acknowledging that the Jews have this connection with the God, the ultimate God, or a God that's powerful enough to intervene in their request, but as long as they trick the Jews into asking for the wrong thing, that will defang this, uh, you know, this powerful being, or how its assistance will be provided. Right. And, or, I'm not sure. I think this is part of, or maybe the same point you made, but 
This, the, the notion that a person has to know where all the dangers come from or the particulars of the threats that they're facing, right. you know, just like seems quite far-fetched. I mean, person wants to be saved and wants to succeed and they, whatever their needs are, you know, whatever yeah. the dangers and risks are, that's what they're seeking, you know, safety from. So why do you have to dive in at all? God knows what you need protection. You still have to turn. You still have to turn to God and 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 ask. You know, and 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 evidence that you're dependent on God, and there's nowhere else to turn, and ideas like that. But the exact particulars of what the threat. If you if you want to daven for your health, do you have to know all the risks that you have or all the dangers that you're facing, or you just want davening for for health? No, but if you do know, you're supposed to specify. I mean, the Shemona Esrei is pretty darn long. Could be a lot shorter. Rafainu, Rafainu is Rafainu. It doesn't get into... My last question is, let's say the Jews would have said, would have said, um, Kanan, please give Kanan in our hands. Right? So, I don't, know, I don't know how much we could really know, but if we surmise a conjecture, what would you say? Would it have worked? Huh? Why not? On the surface, why not? Right? If they duped us. Right? So, it seems like it would. Right? But did they, did they think it would? Exactly. I'm like, no, so they thought that this was somehow a real plan. Right? But it doesn't seem like it's really a plan. But again, then when we did it, it seems like we kind of did Right, so that's what's confusing. He's like, at the end of the day, you're left with wondering, is would it have worked? Is the reason why it ended up working is we did the right tefillah? But if we said it wrong, it wouldn't have worked. That's certainly what they had in mind. And it, it looks a little bit like we, do, we, we went with that theory. Right? Yeah, there's like this, like, uh, like, the, like one other thing, like, our story comes to mind, is like the Yaakov and the, the Trump, right? Like, well... I mean, the difference is that a Malik could have anticipated that the Jews could figure it out in Daven Stam, but they weren't worried about that. Yeah, okay, why not? I mean, it yeah. sounds like they would have... Well, I mean, it, could be, it could be that a Malik's plan, that the Jews didn't really go along with the Malik's plan for the same reason. Right, in other okay. words, it could be that it's true that they Daven Stam and they didn't say Kananim, but, but maybe for a different reason. Okay. Then it, it wouldn't like have worked. That's nice. It sounds like I was saying it was the reason why. Because he's saying they okay. respond. Yeah, so as you see, they said stomp. Amalek were superstitious people. Okay. So, so, so they think if you don't say the magic abracadabra, then it's not going to work. Okay. So, okay. But, um, but the Jews didn't buy into that, but they, they were just Masada the tefillah in the proper way. In the most okay. rational way, so if you don't know who, why you're gonna, why you're going to limit yourself to Kananim if they have um, the Levushe Amalekim, so you're not sure. Okay. So the Jews were just were just davening rationally. Huh. Okay. I just just wanted to point out on the uh, with regards to like the lashon and the clothing, the foot the footnote says you know that there was like another version. Of the yeah. Rashi, and basically their their clothes and their um, you know language were like the uh, kind of like right, right. Okay, <laughs> sure. I saw that. But then why did they? I didn't get that other gear. So I saw that. But then what? How did the Jews know? 
Yeah, that, so why didn't they daven for Kananan? Well, 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 I'm sorry, what was that? What was the question? So why didn't they daven for Kananan? Oh, because, because of the physical features, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know, whatever. Either way, it's the same, same, yeah. at the same point. Same idea. Yeah, same basic yeah. idea. Yeah, okay. Maybe they saw they came from the south. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they had a southern accent. <laughs> right. They were married. Y'all instead of you guys. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. 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 Any other thoughts? It just grab it here. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. You just um. Maybe building on what Moshe was saying before, Khalisrael's problem was different than what Amalek was trying to, than the result that Amalek was trying to produce, because B'nai Israel noticed that there were two different things going on here, which Amalek wasn't expecting them to pick up on. So B'nai Israel was thrown into a uh, confusion. So maybe there would have been something lacking in their tefillah if they would be misfalled to destroy Kanaan when they know in the back of their minds, maybe this isn't Kanaan, maybe it's Amalek. Maybe there would be they, they would be something holding back in their minds in terms of the feel, and that that's why it may not have been effective. Right. Hey, give me one second. Yeah. I'm sorry, David. I, can you say that again? I'm sorry. I was distracted. Yeah. No. No problem. Um, I'm saying that the problem Benesra was thrown into was different than what Amalek was trying to accomplish. Right? Amalek didn't expect Benesra to notice that Amal that the the aspects of Amalek that are. Um, Right. That are Amaleki. Um, right. So when Bnei Israel noticed that there are these two different aspects, the clothing and the way they speak, so when they're about to be if they, they, they are, they said to themselves, if they're going to be Mispalo to wipe out the Kananim, they'll know in the back of their minds, well, maybe this is Amalek. So they, they won't be fully uh, into their tefillah, they won't be fully confident in their tefillah, and that, that'll be a lack. And that, that could be the potential reason why it wouldn't work if they were trying to be specific. That was Amalek's idea, or that was the Jews' logic? That was the Jew. That was the Jews' logic. I'm saying. I see. I see. I see. Uh, can I? Can I uh, give a pro- an approach that I'm yeah. going to borrow? Yeah. Borrow bits and pieces from like uh, Rabbi Schneeweiss's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like you know, like with tefillah, maybe you could say that. Um, you know that 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 tefillah is really just like your, you know, it's like an internal, you know you know, a thing in terms of like how you, you perceive, you know, like the, I hope, I hope I'm remembering like, um, like, like what you perceive to be in like in the reality and like to focus, to focus your thoughts on, on like a you know, certain thing. And I guess like, you know, have like a certain framework they can work with, with, you know, with a Kaddish Baruch and asking, you know, like what can be done in this given area. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it fully, but the the main point is like, you know, like you have certain thoughts that you kind of like need to self-reflect on, and um, and the point is like the like the Amalekim kind of threw like a whole monkey wrench into, you know, into Bnei Israel. You know, it kind of like ruined their, you know, um, you know, perception of almost the reality. So it, it's kind of a little confusing to them. So mm-hmm. let's say, let's say they had like a certain objective that they wanted to achieve, or they let's say they wanted to wipe out 
or whatever. They wanted to just focus on the Kananim, right? So right. they had specific plans. So, so let, me, let me build on some of the thoughts you guys are saying. But uh, just to start with some background, okay? So where's Malik um, coming from with this whole plan, right? So maybe, maybe, you see earlier in the Torah, when the Jews fought against Amalek, right? So basically, Amalek was uh, winning. They came and attacked us in the Shalach, right? And sure enough, Yeshua was sent to fight, right, with his man. And Moshe was standing on top of the mountain with a stick, right? right? And sure enough, they went and fought. And Moshe and Aaron went up to the top of the mountain. And when Moshe lifted up his hands... The Jews were victorious, and when he put his hands down to get weak, then uh, Amalek won. was victorious. And his hands got tired, and uh, they took a stone and held them up, and then sure enough, they held them up the whole day, right? Until the until the night, and then sure enough, Yeshua was successful. Right? So, and of course, because I'll say, with well, the hands of motion make power, but it means when they put his hands up and use the tefillah, right? And uh, one second here. It says they were like davening. There was a tightness. Right? One second. Yeah. Yeah. So it says, Yadav v'emunah. It says, V'himosha yadav v'emunah. Perusos ha-shamayim v'tefillah. Ne'emanah v'nechona. So his hands were up to davening Tashem. And the Jews also, they looked up at it and they saw the, the Moshe up at Omei v'tefillah and their hearts were aligned to the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and then it worked. And they're, they're successful, and not, not, not. So, so I'd like to suggest, I don't think it's so much of a stretch, is like it's depicting a strong correlation here in the war between Moshe's hands being up and the Jews looking up at the hands of Moshe, right? And, um, and uh, their success. And then Moshe's hands down, and the Jews not looking there, and then there's a failure. So... It's, it stands to reason that they realized Moshe was up on the mountain, davening, Tasham, and they saw this strong correlation. They saw that Amalek was a strong army. They were going to win. And to the degree that Moshe was davening, the Koach of Tefillah is ultimately what enabled Chayisrael to win. And again, not just to win, it was clear based on the correlation, the back and the forth. It sounds like there was a back and the forth. And whenever he would put his hands up, and they would do it, then they would be winning, and then down, and they were losing, and then up, and they were winning, and then down, you know. And Amalek saw, oh my gosh, this nation has got the power of Tefillah, right? And as you say, it's one of the things you say when the nations are all those God is close to us whenever we call out to them. So this is like part of the, the Tefillah is designed in a way that in a way that allows the nations to see. Hashem is uh, close to us. So I'm suggesting is that at the war of Amalek, Amalek witnessed firsthand that they can't, it's not enough for them to have a strong military plan, but they have to worry about the tefillah option. And even if they could be stronger militarily, if the the Jews are going to just turn to tefillah, then they're going to lose. Right? So they... So maybe that's like the backdrop of the fact that they're coming in with a tefillah busting strategy, right? They, they, they studied, thought into it. Their plan wasn't just a military plan. They did make a military plan, but at the same time, they also have to somehow 
have a strategy to deal with the fact that the Jews are going to be misfollowed. And they know they got busted last time with that. Right? Okay. Now, there are some that now, now, furthermore, now this is going to go like, like Moshe was saying, is that like, they had a primitive idea of Tzvila. They don't have an idea, idea of a Kaddish Pachu, and they don't have the idea of God and the idea of Tzvila. So in their idea of Tzvila, either, either they have some magical spell, it's like that type of thing, you say these words and somehow it works, or you talk to the gods. And we talk to the gods. The gods are somehow magnified humans, super powerful humans, but they're not. Our idea of like an all knowing God is beyond them. They have their gods are like superhumans. So you basically, in their framework, it's like you the, the, the tefillah means we talk to our God. Maybe our God is stronger than their God, but ultimately he's like their gods or like their people. Is if you make the wrong request, it's going to throw them off. Right? So there, they have this like, um, I guess, primitive, backwards, limited perspective on tefillah. The idea of an all-knowing God who knows that you're saying you what you mean to be saying, and all that, and is going to answer not to what you say but to what you mean. Could be was not, it wasn't there, wasn't in line with their perception. So they they saw it as some sort of a spell some sort of a formula, an incantation you say to the God, you please the God, whatever it is. They don't know exactly, but they thought that if they could throw off the Jews and could get them to say the wrong thing, that's like an orc. That was their plan. Right? Okay. Now, now yeah. So, so assuming that's the case, so then, and again, furthermore, Perhaps the Jews, that's not really true, because it's not our idea of, of Tvila. But, but it seems like we do have, as you guys are saying, we do have an idea of Tvila that in the Tvila, a person should, to the degree which is possible, enunciate, think through, right? Like Pilel, to judge, to think, to present the plan, to make your request. And you could just dive in and you could just say, Hashem, please make me successful. Please make me happy. But then you don't have uh, then give me one bakasha. That's it. Hashem, please make give me a good life. You work out the rest. This is not what we do. There's many brachas. There are multiple chazal broke down in multiple facets of what does it mean to have a good life. And there's a whole seder of how we do it. And then within each bracha, there is a room for personal requests, which make it more personal, more specified. Again, chazal codified the basic tzrachim. But they left it for a person. A person has a chol so face they should ask. And we mention the name of the chola, right? Arguably, if you have a particular illness, then you could ask for or should ask for the specific illness, right? And as in tefillah, it's like if you, if you have a, you have the ability to talk to Gosh Baruch Hu, enunciate your request to the degree to which you have the the knowledge of it, just to say like a loose request and say, please heal heal me. When you have a person who has cancer or something, you say, please heal me from cancer, right? Or from colon cancer or whatever the case is. It would seem that there's, there's when a person has a, a specific Torah, to the degree which the person has knowledge of it, it's, it's like a derech or chachma to enunciate, to formulate your needs as best as you could and to state the request as opposed to just saying, Hashem, just help me out. Hashem heal me. Now, at the same time, we are limited in our knowledge. 
and we don't always know. Maybe we don't know what the illness is. Maybe we have some symptoms which of which whose cause are unknown. And we can't say Hashem healed me from colon cancer. I don't know what it is. So maybe then you're going to have to say Hashem, please heal me. Right? So, so what I'm saying is, is that, and I don't think you want to take a guess, right? If you're not sure if it's um, flu or COVID, maybe you're not just going to say heal me from the flu. Just say heal me from this illness, right? But as so far as you do know, then it would seem to be an idea wise to formulate it in the most specific way. And that's like a, it's like a derech al-chachma in formulating a request is that there are specifics that are requests and enunciate, the, the, the whole idea of tefillah is that again, not just sit back and let Hashem read your mind, it's enunciate your request and your request has a degree which has specifics, it's, then that's your need and then ask for that need. So call Yisrael, so had they, so here's what, here's what I'm saying, is that if a person is, now a person might not care to do this. A person might just say, look, God, could you please help me out? Whatever. Or you might just be careless and not think into your tefillah. And maybe just dive in off the cuff and say it wrong, say it right, ask for something which isn't necessarily good for you, right? Not not without thought and care, careful foresight and planning and thinking into what is really good. And that's the idea of Pilel is judging, like self-judgment. His Pilel is like a self-judgment in God's framework, that whole thing, right? There's a value of a person thinking, taking to feel seriously, thinking into the Tzrachim and enunciating a request. So it could be that the Jews, when the Jews, if the Jews would have just saw the Kananim and just said, Hashem, give us the Kananim. Right? Without thinking, without looking, without being careful, without you know considering what they should make the request, maybe in a chanami, maybe that tefillah wouldn't have been answered, or it would have been certainly an inferior tefillah. But you see what the Jews exhibited, uh, the the derech in their tefillah was one of uh, thoughtfulness, and they investigated before they formulated their tefillah. They looked, they said, "Oh, chanami, one second here, well, let's look. Are they chanami? The clothing kind of looks different." Oh. Maybe not. Presumably they try to figure it out. Arguably they couldn't figure it out because they said this tefillah in this vague way. So what it was indicated is that they approached their tefillah in the derech right? And again, what I'm saying is that if, in theory, it, it maybe it wouldn't have worked if they didn't approach it in the derech but, but again, and here's what's a little confusing, and this is what was bothersome to me, is it turns out that on the one hand, Namalekim are thinking have this strategy where they're trying to throw us off. But their strategy is working in their mystical voodoo, whatever type of way. Right? And we are kind of following in line with what they're doing and trying to go around it. But for us, it's a, an entirely different chajman, so to speak. So it's like their plan is working or is is could be an effective plan, but for an entirely different reason than they realize and they know of. But to me, that's a little bothersome because I don't know. Is it just a coincidence? There's something funny about that, right? That uh, that on the one hand, this is their plan. On the one, hand, it sounds like it's this you know idolatrous type of thinking, and then ours is a different one. And Rashi is kind of and this is, I guess was bothering Ezra. That Rashi is just saying it as if, like, 
he's not keying us into the fact that there's these are a major difference. They're totally different, right? Sorry, Ashi's saying this. Yeah, Ashi's saying it as if they're the same thing, but their plan is the Torah Seita and our ideas in terms of a Chachmadikah right? So why why does Rashi do that without giving us any clues or insights or I don't know? Like, what's the takeaway? I guess, right? That's what's you know. It seems to me you have to say. That they didn't have our our idea of tefila. Look, and and the one difference is is like they, it seemed their framework. They thought they would, they'd win the war this way, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't. They they wouldn't have gone into this war. They thought this would really work. What we're saying is it wouldn't really work. It's just like again, it, it would work insofar as if we approached the tefila in a in a stupid way, and maybe it would work. But that's could work anyways. That's just if we approach tefila properly, and it's not going to work. So, but so, but we're doing it in an entirely different framework. But again, why is Rashi presenting it as if they're the same, when at the same time they're totally different? Yeah. So, um, by Moshe Rabbeinu. Yeah. So, um, when he had the opportunity to be Mispalel from Miriam, so. Okay. He knew. Um, this is the Mishnah. I don't have the, the Hebrew of it, but it's Mishnah in Roshana. It says, um, okay, when Moshe read, it says, was it the hand, Moshe's hands about one battle or lost battle? Rather, it teaches you as long as Israel looked heavenward and subjected their heart to their Father in heaven, they would prevail. But when they did not, they would fail. So it seems like when they looked at the hands of Moshe and they, they saw his hands, they looked up and they subordinated themselves. So it seems like there was, it wasn't just Moshe davening, but it was Kali Israel. Following his lead and looking at his hands and subordinating themselves, so I'm saying arguably that was visible, that was noticeable by the Amalekim. It was a strange war, the up and the back and the up and the back, and it's corresponding to him and then looking up at him. So it's um, so I'm suggesting that that was something they realized. Seems like uh, yeah, seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Okay. So now, so back to that other question. So. So what, what do we take from this Rashi? Uh, if we say that, again, Rav Malik had one plan and the Jews had a different way of reacting to it, and why is Rashi kind of just presenting it in like this smooth transition as if it's the Hainanah, right? So I'm thinking maybe something like this, is that, let's see, prayer is, prayer is, is, is something which we have, and something which every religious person has, right? And in certain regards, they're the same. And in other regards, maybe essential regards, they're entirely different. But nevertheless, in certain regards, they're the same, right? Like a person's sick, and we'll see, we'll be um, praying to Hashem. May have some in any other religion. Person is sick and they're standing and praying to their God, right? And there's like, at least on ostensibly, they're they're like the same activity, the same response, the same right. They're doing the same thing, right? And you might watch that and say, "Oh, I also pray," right? And in some sense, it's true, but yet in another sense, it's false. They're totally different, right? So the, the Canaanim see the Jews praying, and we are praying. 
they can now interpret it a certain way, and they realize that if they kind of can try to throw off the way they say it. And we also want to make sure we say it properly. But at the same time, the, 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 the similarities run deep, right? At least uh, they don't run deep, but they're on surface, but they're, they carry through on the surface, at least, and the, the actions. But at the same time, they're fundamentally different. Their idea of tefillah is maybe some incantation, some communication, giving the God information, that type of thing. Our idea of tefillah is our self, self-analysis, thinking into our tzrachim, thinking into how to formulate our tzrachim, turning to the Avinash Rashmayim and enunciating them before him, not telling him information, not saying some exact formula which is going to somehow move the heavens, but it's a matter of us subordinating it ourselves. <coughs> our internal hearts, our internal realization that everything is from the Kodesh Baruch So, <clears throat> so that's what I'm suggesting is like there's, there is, I know, I think I experienced this even, you know, when I, uh, if, if you, I don't know, like if you talk to people or if you interact with people or even if you're praying, if you're in a hospital and you're praying for a sick person, like you see like other people witness you and like they think that, you think they understand you, but they don't really understand you. I know there's like something about like that we, or even, you know, similar to like we talk about God to other people. And, you know, you can talk about God to the Christians, but we have a different, a totally different idea in some sense. But at the same time, I don't know, it's just interesting how maybe this is like kind of showing you, bringing out the fact that there are similarities on the surface, yet, and they could, it's, it's in a sense, it's showing you the extent of the similarities. The same type of way that we pray and that matters how we formulate it, and they know that and we know that. But at the same time, as far as those things line up, at the same time, we have to realize if you think into it, if you analyze it, you realize they're entirely different. But yet they end up expressing themselves the same. So I don't know. To me, like, I don't know if that Rashi is necessarily trying to convey that, or that's like just in the background of Rashi. But it's like Rashi's not openly stating the fact that they're different, but of course they're different. They're, they're, uh, they're Zara and they're, they're magical and mystical and we're the Hashem. It's totally different. But you know, even though things are fundamentally different, they could often look the same. And I think that's important for us to realize. You know, you see religious people and religious people, but you know, they were Zara and of the Hashem are the, the total enemies. And the worst enemy of the Torah is of the Zara. And we're over there, Hashem. So you might feel a certain kinship with other religious people or anything like that. Like, oh, we also, we also worship God. We also pray. Right? We also bring sacrifices. Or whatever. You know, like this. So the Torah oftentimes it has ideas which religious man has, but then it sanitizes them, if you will. It makadesh them. It, it changes them. It does it, you know. And certain, sometimes you have to look more deeply to notice the differences, because they ostensibly look the same. But at the same time, they are very different. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what to, what to make it to, to do with it. I'm saying again, and I don't know if Rashi's, again, Rashi's not even telling you that. It's kind of hidden behind it. But I think it's like, it is an interesting takeaway. 
is that not to necessarily identify two things which look the same. Yeah. Uh, just in general, why is it more specific to you than a better team? Um, it's a good question. I guess I'm saying that, I'm not 100% sure, but what I'm saying is like the idea of tefillah is that you're enunciating your request, right? So that's the way, it's like if it's a reality to you, you the idea is you're presenting your argument, your case before Gadosh Baruch and that is your case. And to the degree which you, if you don't mention the case fully, it's like you're not expressing it. It's like there's, it's like you have to really, it's like, um, because it's like natural for a person to, when he knows that there's a creator who could answer his request and he knows he has a specific request, then it's like he's not looking at it as a reality. I'm saying it's, it's natural to do so. And if you're not doing so, it's like you're almost not being, not following Kafma or not. Is it also because um, you're really asking for Rachman? It's, it's like not something you really, just you deserve? So okay. Yeah, it's like not if you. Okay, but why does that demand specifics? No, it's ultimately less of a reality to you. In other yeah, words, you're right. not really, you don't really trust in your feel. You're just going through the motions. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, right? So you're asking a Dallas Buster of a dumb, you would never, you would never act that way. You would never rely on the fact. Well, he knows what I mean. Well, he knows what I want. I could be lazy in my request. I don't have to, you know. Right, right. It's like lazy. It's exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's not. There's a reality of making a request, and if it's real to you, then that's the right way to make a request. And to not do it is like you know, it's being lazy. It's not, not again, like you said, you can just say, Hashem, please make everything good. But that's it's like you have requests, you have needs, you have trachim, and the idea of tefillah is to take them before to God and to express them. Right. Something like that. I think it'd be a little clearer, but that's right. what I actually thinking, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, isn't it ultimately the very nature of tefillah is that first and foremost, it starts with the psychological reality of man, that man is such a creature that has these needs and that would turn to its creator and and and, and recognize there's nowhere else to turn. And it, it's not so much. And it, of course, that's going to look almost identical to the false <laughs> notion and the childish primitive notion of tefillah. Right. And yet we don't say, well, then change the form. I mean, right. or the, you know, superficial part. The superficial yeah. part is resonates off. and is common in both because yeah. we're both human and we're both psychological beings. Yeah. And you can't deny that. It's but what it means or the purpose, the benefit, the import or effect of being Shaltarchov and laying it out and our needs and our and our and dependency on God is a fundamentally different activity. Yes. Right. Exactly right. It's similar to the Rambam on Karbanos. You know, it would be interesting to study. Like in Karbanos, you could really see the differences. But uh, it would be interesting to study in Tefillah also the differences. I'm sure if you looked into it, in a study of it, what our Tefillah is and what their Tefillah is, you'd see, even though there are similarities, you also find differences. But yeah, it's, it's true. It's, you see the Torah didn't abandon it, just like the Torah didn't abandon Karbanos. It embraced it, but at the same time, it, it kashered it, and it gave the proper ideas and perspective to it. But it is a basic like need in man or an activity of a man does at the same, but at the same time it directed towards the Kaj Yeah. Karbanos are different though, because it sounds like according to the Ramam, Karbanos is like a Bidyavat. I don't think it's a Bidyavat. Well, there's a Ramam who says something that's like closer. 
it feels closer to the proper thing, but he makes it sound like in oh, some yeah. sense there's something with the other that feels also, I think. I think. Is that there's something that Ramar always says something like that. It's closer to the true purpose of the law, but the ultimate is like Chachma or this. But but you're right, you're right. Overall, you're right though. You're right. But still, that's true. But the, nevertheless, the point is that there is similarity, and yet at the same time, Torah doesn't, you know, Torah embraces it but changes it, or you know, yeah. All right, so um, maybe we'll stop here, and um, it's a shalom. We'll continue next time. Next week's work. Okay.